welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! Do you realize Lego people live in houses made of their own flesh? Global Milk! A subsidiary of Red Pantheon Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, part of the Red Pantheon Network. How's everybody doing? Not bad. Uh, I, we have, uh, we have locked in our apartment, so that's, that's a big plus. Yep. So fair warning, some point in the future, either the show will take a brief hiatus so Josh can move, or we will have a special guest star. Not sure what we're going to do yet, but. Yeah, because I know uh, there's, there's going to be at least probably two weeks that I'm, I'm unavailable. Yep. Uh, expect something. But, uh. In the future. Not for a while yet, right, Josh? In the future. Beginning of May. All right, cool. Um, Can't freaking wait! Good time for a vacation or us to replace Josh with a much funnier person. So, I'm going to nominate... Um, hmm. Don Ferrazio. Yeah, I think so. I don't Don, know why, but I thought you were just going to yell toast. But <laughs> I'm gonna nominate Toast. I or nominate Toast. toast. <laughs> Outer Toast Man. You know it's a shame you turned out to be such a fucking douchebag because I love the whole Ren and Snippy universe, but he's yeah. a fucking pedo. Although a lot of the uh, a lot of the ideas in Ren and Stimpy, uh, I I don't know about Powder Toast Man. Uh, but a lot of the ideas in Run It Stimpy can be credited to Bob Camp. Yes. Because uh, I know he specifically created Log. Okay. Among among other things. So there's there's some good in Run and Stimpy uh, that, that you can appreciate without, like, giving love to a fucking creep. Yeah. And I, it's not like one of those um, Jeepers Creepers kind of stories where his beloved property that horror nerds kind of have a love-hate relationship with got taken from him. So now you can support it without supporting a convicted child molester. Um, but you've got um, the creator of Ren and Stimpy is still out there grooming young girls. So, yeah, he's gross. This, this is not the kind of talk that we need for a show that <laughs> basically the toys. backbone about it is toys and us making fun of children without bones. So, um <laughs> What else is going on, guys? Anything uh, new and exciting? Josh, are you planning buying shelves, more room for toys? You know, I realized, uh, and this is very exciting, although I do still plan on uh, doing a downsizing because it is necessary with certain aspects of my collection. Um, very specifically, there's at least a full bin's worth of Transformers that I am going to part with. Uh, just because I, it's it's either figures that I have better versions of or, you know, stuff that I got like on a total whim, not even knowing the character. And now I'm looking at it going, why do I own this? Uh, but uh, despite still having the decision to downsize, uh, 
the new place is twice the size of what we have now. So I could move in there without downsizing and not feel cramped. Uh, and I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> there, uh, there, there's literally going to be, uh, the way we're splitting it up is there's going, I'm going to have an entire room for, uh, a workspace slash toy room. Cool. That's going to be awesome. You know, so, I, I was uh, going to jokingly ask you where you like, how is this going to be divided up between you and Ruth? Like, are you going to say like, Oh yeah, baby, I'll split the room with you. And then, you know, slowly but surely kind of take it over for your own. Or is it like, this is Ruth's artist space. This is my artist space. This is for the cats. This is, I know this is going to be very, uh, very engaging podcast conversation, but uh, we, I, I actually have kind of figured that out because obviously with the way we live, we don't really have need for a dining room per se. Per se. Is the uh, dining room your couch? <laughs> Uh, so the dining room is going, yeah, pretty much. We uh, we have a nice table in front of the couch that we usually eat on. So, um, so the dining room is going to be my workspace and toy room. Uh, also, because it has immediate access to the screened-in porch, which will okay. make really easy for working with chemicals. Uh, and the upstairs second bedroom that has access to immediate access to a bathroom is going to be Ruth's workspace that workplace slash second bedroom when uh, whenever we have people over because we'll have the space uh, because she uh, if she you know if she's doing a body painting or any sort of shoot she'll want to have immediate access to the bathroom so the model can clean up quickly well I mean you say it's not engaging, but in reality, this is something that any collector in a relationship has to deal with, especially if you're sharing your space with a woman. Um, all right, no, let me take that back. With a significant other, you've got to kind of like, how much space can I have to put my nerd stuff out? And it's like a give and take. And then it's like, well, how much, you know, can I get away with where they won't notice? At least this is with me, where it's like, I'll wait till she's sleeping and then I'll just put this on the shelf and do like... <laughs> One a night, and then before you know it, the whole upstairs has been taken over, and she doesn't notice. See, I'm I'm very thankful that uh, Ruth is almost uh, frighteningly supportive of my toy habits. Yeah, same. Uh, to the point where even even if I'm eyeing something and I knowingly say I'm like I kind of want that, but we do not have the space for that. Her comeback is usually. That sounds like a problem for future Josh. Yeah, I I mean, to be fair, I specifically said I wasn't going to buy Castle Grayskull because I didn't know where to put it. And then I got Castle Grayskull for Christmas. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, my my wife also is very cool about it. So um, we all got lucky. So, guys, uh, change of format. I start the show with plugs now because I feel like it's an important part of the show. and. Sometimes we run late, and I just want to wrap things up. And I forget to mention plugs. So beyond the world's favorite podcast, Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, Mike, anything coming up by coming up from Raised by Rentals and Boogeyman's Closet? Uh, well, we already got our next episode in the can. I don't want to uh, to tell too much about it, but uh, 
we are talking about Commando, the uh, Schwarzenegger classic. And there's, mm-hmm. there's some kiss. There's some definite surprises along the way. I won't ruin it. Um, and then with the Boogeyman's Closet, we're wrapping up our month of werewolves and moving on to home invasion films. So coming up soon will be home invasion movies. Excellent. I have to vote on my picks. Uh, not one of my favorite subgenres, but you got some good ones in there. So uh, I have to vote, obviously. Um, and I would be amiss if I didn't mention Heretic Party, uh, which is a podcast for apostates. I couldn't remember the word for it last week. People who have left the church in one way, shape or another, but are still sort of religious or and or have really hilarious stories about it. So uh, episode two was very heavy into their experiences with Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hilarious. And this week's is all about life after death. So um, if that's I'm, your jam, it's pretty cool. I am very excited. I have that in my queue for uh, the coming weeks when I start pulling everything out. I'm going to be catching up on a lot of different podcasts that I've that have fallen by the wayside thanks to depression because I just was like, eh, it makes me feel unproductive. But you know uh, what else, so, Josh? I can hear you playing with something. <laughs> let's play a game mike you want to play a game yeah what is josh playing with i'm gonna go with a transformer i am gonna go with his penis his thunder punch penis <laughs> well I, I mean his penis is a transformer so you know well hold hold on a second hold on a second i just just for just for comparison's sake here is the sound of my thunder punch penis <laughs> where where is the current sound is a little more along that line hmm it sounds like a transformer yeah i'm sticking with transformer ding 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 <laughs> which one is it uh it is uh you know what i'll get to it and show is this a good Good segue for show ah, and tell. Gotcha. Sure. Go for it, Josh. Look at look at that. We have it. We actually have a natural segue. <laughs> Holy crap! I did that without meaning. Uh, so yeah, I I got uh, the new legacy bulkhead. Yeah. And I gotta say, the more I sit with him, the more I really enjoy him because I didn't expect to be picking him up and fiddling around with him as much as I have. Um. His waist is slightly over-engineered. Uh, I'm not as happy with his waist as I could be, but he's not as bad as uh, the Studio Series Bumblebee movie Ratchet, which is a good figure, but holy hell, is he over-engineered. Yeah, he is. Hard to transform over-engineered? Uh, not necessarily hard to transform, hard to remember, because yeah. there are steps in there that don't need to be there. Okay. Where. Whereas with Bulkhead, his waist is over-engineered, but it's enough that I've been able to remember how to, like, flop the pieces into place. Like, it's not so overly complex that I'm like, wait, what am I doing here? Uh, I don't like him as Bulkhead. I was a big fan of the Transformers Prime Bulkhead design. And I feel like... weird, fat... And I I feel like... uh, and I feel like Prime got it perfect. 
with both versions of their toy. They're both good with, for completely different reasons. Uh, there's the first edition, and then there's the standard Voyager release, and they're both awesome toys in Transformers Prime. This is a, a really awesome toy, but nothing about it other than the head sculpt screams bulkhead to me. And even even that head sculpt like feels almost like it doesn't quite fit this body. His wrecking ball hand is very the bulkhead. The wrecking ball hand is freaking awesome. I love the way that's executed. And yeah, overall, my only complaint about the figure is the waist feels a little over-engineered, but he's a really fun, like, bulky bruiser-type figure. Just not quite my bulkhead. But uh, but he's he's a really freaking solid toy. I'm way more impressed with him than I expected to be. And I love the I love the riot shield. I love that his like tarp can become a riot shield. Dude, that just seems cool. Uh, the only other thing I, the only other two things that I grabbed that are really noteworthy this week are, uh, Mike. I know you've been jumping in on this too. The Million Warriors. Yep. <clears throat> and as much as I have mixed feelings about the print jobs on them. They they really are fun designs. Uh, for those listening that don't know what I'm talking about, it's new Walmart exclusive Spin Master minifigure line, and they come in. It, it's it's pretty impressive. It's entirely recyclable packaging. Because the uh, once you get them out of the main blister pack, which is just plastic and cardboard, it's just a bunch of little uh, paper packets that they're packed in. They've got a bunch of different body designs, a bunch of, what is it, like 150 different prints? So as you're talking about it, I am on the website looking at them. There is 115 to collect, and they're like money bucks, if you can picture that. So like, I'm just going to spitball and say there's like 12 different bodies in that range, in the and teens, and they print different characters on them. And they're about the size of the uh, micro monies or dummies. Yeah, they're about like a dime. Like they're they're tiny. In height, but they're, yeah. But yeah, like I I have a a weird enjoyment of them, partially because they're cheap. And the other thing that I found this week that I will absolutely rave about is the NECA Fugitoid. Oh, I still can't uh, find that. I it's saw not popped up yet, Mike. I want I it. Saw, man, it's I saw both the signature edition uh, and the standard edition. Obviously, I did not feel the need to get the signature edition if I was cracking that sucker open to play with. It's in certain cases, like Kevin Smith and Elvira, I like the concept. But overall, I'm kind of meh paying $100 for an action figure and not handing it to the person to get autographed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that yeah, being you, said... Yeah, you don't get that experience of meeting Kevin Eastman. He just sat in a room and signed some trading cards. That being said, I do feel like the Elvira one is probably worth it at that price point. I would think that she charges a 
about 60 to 80 for an autograph. I haven't been around her in a convention in a long time. So that's definitely fair. And yeah. really, how much really good Elvira merch is out there like this? Not much. So that it, that one I have I have to applaud them on. What I uh, thought of and, when you're while you're mentioning this before I forget, Howie Mandel is a notorious germphobe. So you may yeah. never meet him at a convention signing things because he doesn't want to be near you. Yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but oh man, I I've really got to say. I know we've talked a lot about how NECA's very hit and miss. This might be the strongest figure in their Ninja Turtles line, period. Nice. Uh, the paint is all really, really solid. Like, I've I've taken that uh, pair of handcuffs on and off a few times, and I've seen no paint scraping. The bendy arms and legs, somehow there is no paint flaking on. Which that's impressive. Just baff- like, that just baffles me, especially with NECA's history of paint flaking. Uh, the fact that they can do paint on bendy limbs that well is kind of astounding. Uh, none of the accessories feel brittle at all. Like, I, I have no fear putting anything in any of his hands. Uh, the big main blaster that slides over his arm is a softer plastic, so you can actually, like, manipulate it to get his fingers around it. Oh, nice. Like, there's... I don't I don't feel like anything about him is going to break. None of the joints were stuck at all, because he does have articulation outside of the bendy arms and legs, and it all works really well. Packaging is beautiful. It's... I mean, I have, I already have a love of Fugitoid, but this is just chef's kiss, NECA, chef's kiss. Uh, if the Utram warrior is even half as good as this, I will buy two. Nice. I'm just excited there's a non-squishy Utram. Yeah. For the first time in a while. <laughs> Like, that's... Bravo, NECA. I, I don't know if it's because they wanted to impress Kevin Eastman. Because I know Kevin Eastman also has a love of Fugitoid. But just bravo. Bravo to everyone involved. Fugitoid is a home run. And I I will by no means say this has restored faith in NECA. Because I'm too smart for that. <laughs> uh, but if they keep going this route then with certain cases I will understand the few extra dollar increase that's fair but only only if they can keep up that quality I yeah I don't need it I don't want it, and I'm afraid the minute I see it, I'm going to want it, and I'm going to buy it. It's it's gorgeous. It and then really I'm gonna is. Go back and get Mirage stuff. Well, the like nice you get the one, and then it's like, well, I guess I kind of need Casey. I kind of need the turtles, and then it's just a slippery slope. Well, that's the nice thing, with the exception of like 
the old Playmates design. Which I will give credit to the Playmates design influencing everything from that era. Uh, Other than that, like, the 80s cartoon and Playmates, Fugitoid has a fairly consistent look where I feel like this could easily stand in with the Turtles from most different eras, and no one would question it. Yeah. So even if you got it, like, to put with other Turtle stuff, I don't feel like it needs to specifically be Mirage because Fugitoid has that kind of universal look. Even even the 2012 Fugitoid, when you hold it up next to it, it's got all the same basic details, just slightly tweaked and in different colors. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to hold out for the Super 7 Fugitoid. I get the feeling that's going to be a classic Playmates one. And if that's the case, I will be getting yet another Fugitoid. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's my Fugitoid opening chest. You know, that's the one I had as a kid and loved. Um, but that's See, my, neither here nor there. My first introduction to Fugitoid was the Mirage comics. So I've always wanted this type of Fugitoid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Playmates version. I, I will definitely be getting a Super 7 one, it, you know, when they do that. But... I really want this this Mirage one because I'm like, that's the the toy I wanted so bad as a kid. It's cool. Um, Mike, what'd you get? I got barely nothing this week. I uh, did finally find the final faction Riptide and Amari, which, my God, like final faction is just such a good line of toys. I mean, for a buck twenty-five, you cannot go wrong. The designs are fantastic. Like, Riptide is just really freaking cool. He's this like chubby middle-aged deep sea diver. <laughs> I love it. He's got like a buzz cut and a mustache, and just looks. He reminds me of Bazooka from GI Joe. Just kind of fat and out of shape. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but he's got you know the the diver mask and oxygen tank the harpoon uh guns that attach to his arms like for a buck 25 what the hell like that is a great figure and then amari reminds me of uh storm when she lost her powers in the x-men and she was rocking the mohawk and the switchblades mm-hmm. i'm like you know she's got a freaking spiked baseball bat i'm like all of these dudes have guns and she's rocking a spiked baseball bat you know she's gonna kick somebody's ass thank you i love that's I... all she got I was like, trying, that's all she needed. I've been trying to place what she reminded me of, and you just hit the nail on the head for me. Oh, yeah, it's totally, it's totally 80 Storm. Like, I love it. It's, she, she looks like she belongs on the Dreadnoughts, and it's just, it's, ah, I love it so much. I've been, I've been fiddling with them all week. I just, she reminds me of Michonne. Yeah, she has yeah. a bit of, if you put a katana in her hand, she definitely has a Michonne vibe to her. But yeah, these are just, they're great freaking figures. I, I, I can't get enough of them. Every Final Faction figure I've bought, I've enjoyed the hell out of. And for the price, you can't go wrong. You know, the, these are the type of toys that if, if I had as a kid, my God, I would have been buying so many of the, uh, I know they're the Karn, but I can't not call them Space Karens. Um, I would have been buying so many of those things. <laughs> it's like, that would have been my allowance. Just buy Space more. Space Karen! Would it be like five new human figures and no new space Karens? Yeah, uh, not, so not yet. Hopefully they get on that because there's also like that cool vehicle that well, they uh, have did, coming. Didn't they announce more space Karens? Like I, yeah. I feel like they showed some. 
they haven't really shown more humans now they've been going to the space Karen. So yeah. uh, I'm sure it's just a matter of time. They have a prominent spot in most Dollar Trees. So I'm pretty sure it's a good seller for them. It's probably just like they can't make them fast enough now, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's um, really all I got other than a bunch of dollar store DVDs. <laughs> so like you, I got the exact same. I got uh, Amari and Scuba Dude, which again, who doesn't love a scuba guy? Like mm-hmm. you want to you want to go play in the bathtub the minute you get them. Yep. Uh, dollar Tree is just like every store has a gigantic wall or bin of random movies especially horror movies and it's like no two stores are alike and the good finds are mostly shutter exclusives so it's like they're good you're, you're guaranteed to get a good movie um i'm trying to think like i found satanic panic uh one i didn't buy because i already had it one of them had the remake of robocop oh wow uh some of them had playstation <laughs> 3 games and Damn. i'm pretty sure that what's going on here so a company i used to work for named anderson uh did all the stocking of dvds at walmart and what they do is stuff that's not selling if it doesn't move to their five dollar bin they pull them off the shelves and then resell them elsewhere and they might have lost one of those channels because they used to sell them in like mexico or to like truck stops and if they've lost that chances are dollar trees buying these in mass and putting them out Ah, okay. But it's still doesn't like the math doesn't work out. Like, why are they just specifically shutter titles? And then there's a bunch of like every store has 15 copies of Throw Mama from the Train. (laughs) Like, how many did Walmart get? Like, it's a little sketchy. I don't care what the reason is. Like, you're telling me right now I can go to a dollar store and find a Blu-ray of Puppet Master Littlest Reich for a buck twenty-five. Yep, I'm I'm totally down. So. Keep doing what you're doing and give Charlie Band a call to let, or and Lloyd Kaufman to get some of those amazing titles for Buck Twenty Five and <laughs> I'll love you forever. Um I got one package of the Million Warriors and I'm hooked because it's for like what, five eighty eight, Josh? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. after tax. Five eighty eight. You get ten little guys. And I, there's always lines like this where I'm like, nah, I don't need them. And then in retrospect, I want them all like slug zombies, for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gourmeti, that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to try to get all these while they're retail. Um, it's just not every Walmart has them out. So some of them have them in line, but most of them have them in these cardboard Easter toy dump bins. And I'm trying to figure out if there's some sort of coding on the package to show you what you're going to get per package. So I went to the Million Warriors website portal on Spin Masters, and they have a picture of an assortment of guys. Hilariously, I got every single one in this picture, which tells me something is up. I feel like they're coded in some way where like each is packaged the same way, so you're not going to get duplicates. You're not going to buy it and get like two of the same guy. I just have to figure out if there's a way to decipher that or if it's just a mystery of what you're going to grab. Um, I I have grabbed a good handful of packs. I cannot discern any specific codes on the packaging at all, <clears throat> which is disappointing. I did, however, because um, I grabbed some packs from two different stores, 
Uh, and one pack was identical to what I had gotten at the other store. Yeah, so I think they may not be coded, but they're all packed certain ways. So I would advise if you're grabbing them, try to grab consistently from one store. Good thinking, Josh. Bravo, sir. Bravo. And we're probably going to have to start trading. Yeah, it's going to because um, I've got I've got a good handful. Thanks to that full double pack. Um, I picked up the neck of black and white Wolfman from the Holothon end cap. Haven't opened them yet, but I'm kind of torn because I feel like I need two. Because you have Larry Talbot and the Wolfman. The only thing mm. that's stopping me is that I don't picture Larry Talbot barefoot. This one is barefoot. Because like he wakes up from being the Wolfman and he's yeah. got those shoes on. It's like, yeah. But I also just, it's Larry Talbot. He's sort of a separate character from the Wolfman for me. Yeah. Um. And he always just, he's like a consistent, miserable, sad sack, wants to die. Just, it cracks me up as a character. Um, so if I ever see it, like any kind of sale or something, I'll probably buy it a second time to have that Larry Talbot. Because if not, I'm going to put it on a headstand and it's just going to be Lanchini Jr.'s head and feet. <laughs> sounds you know, weird. It's, it's a little weird. Um, the only other thing of note you guys got last week, I got this week is Braun. Did John yes. die? No, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, that, was, that was me uh, accidentally hitting the uh, headphone cord. So yeah, Braun is awesome. He's I, I in, love that figure. intuitive to transform. His vehicles, that gives me like Blaster Master vibes. Um, I have all my complaints are just aesthetic and stupid. So I really can't make any constructive criticism of him. He's his robot mode is awesome. His vehicle mode is awesome. Maybe his gun's a little big. See, my deal? my only complaint on that figure is that I wish he had elbow swivels. Like, yeah. you know, because so he can hold it with two hands. That's that's it. That's my only complaint. Everything else I freaking adore about that figure. Uh, I wish the peg in vehicle mode or when it's on his back held his gun a little better. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I can agree. with okay, that. OK, yeah, I could see that. So that's it. Like it's he's a great figure, and I he can he can he can be a toilet. Yeah, yep. yeah, and he could be a toilet, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so that's what I got. I probably got stuff that I forgot, and I don't really have to break down every movie that I bought at Dollar Tree. Just go to Dollar Tree with like three bucks in your pocket and enjoy. Get two movies and some fiddle faddle or whatever it is you youngsters eat. <laughs> Magic gobstoppers or whatever. Um, Braun likes other robots to poo on him. What? Braun <laughs> likes other robots oh, to yes. poo on him. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of poo, did you guys know that it's fundraising season and we have candy bars that we're selling? Indeed. Oh, yeah. Uh, where Jerry Lewis left off, we have taken over. (laughs) (laughs) Side side note here. If y'all, if y'all out there in podcast land haven't seen it, there's an actual video clip of Jerry Lewis during like a 24 hour live telethon 
where he's clearly like sleep deprived. I think it's like hour 22 that he's been on this live broadcast for. And he, he very genuinely starts asking like cocaine kingpins to donate money. So kids don't have to be in wheelchairs. <laughs> it's the, and it's the best thing ever. Cause he's so, he's so honest about it that he, he pauses and he's like, now I'm not saying I condone this. I want a little piece of that money. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Oh, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jerry is a special kind of fucked up. Oh, dear. And uh, you got to love him. <laughs> but hey, guys, have you guys ever heard of The Day the Clown Cried? No. No. You've never heard the story? So before we get into our commercial for candy bars, uh, Jerry Lewis in, I want to say the 50s, I might be off on these dates, had a vanity project, a movie he made called The Day the Clown Cried. Oh, I have heard a little bit about this, but continue, please. The Day the Clown Cried is a movie about a clown that gets sent to Auschwitz or like some sort of concentration camp. And the Nazis task him with cheering up the children so they don't freak out as they're sent to gas chambers. Oh, Jesus. Jerry Lewis, in his infinite wisdom, thought, what a great idea for a movie. Let me make this. And uh, it was in such poor taste and ill-advised that after it was done, it was unwatchable. And uh, he refused to show it to anybody. And only a select handful of people have seen it, including Harry Shearer, I believe was the one that, who's the one on The Simpsons that's also in Spinal Tap? Yeah, I think that is Harry Shearer. I would have to double check, though. Yeah, Harry Shearer somehow saw it. He was, like, hanging out with Jerry Lewis, and Jerry Lewis was drunk or something, and showed it to him. But it has been long been, like, a white whale for... Horrible movie fanatics like myself to see this like Jerry Lewis as like a greasy hobo clown giving children like the squirting flower gag or whatever and then sending them to the gas chambers. (laughs) And it's like, hey, little boy, would you like to go in the gas chamber with Mr. Hitler now? Yes, please. Yeah, it's what's happening isn't funny. The poor taste of it is hilarious, though. (laughs) <laughs> I, I am just shocked. Like, this is horrific. I've never heard of this. Uh, and by the way, I consulted the bones. Yes, it is Harry Shearer. Yeah, it's it's Harry Shearer. Uh, and he saw it and he said it was just a <laughs> defied description. Good uh, lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing. Jerry Lewis, Day the Clown Cried. When Jerry Lewis died, I hoped and hoped and hoped that like somebody would break into his house and go into the gigantic <laughs> safe that he had that movie stored in and get it and put it out there for the world to enjoy it. Cause like once it's out there, you can't get rid of it. And no, no it didn't happen. Uh, so, sad. <clears throat> so, so sad. Um, <laughs> oh, and you know, you know how that old joke goes, say what you will about Hitler, but that's a shit way to spend a honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
What a great segue as we jump to our newest creamy, crunchy, nougat-filled, delicious Cow Creepy Bar. So you guys sit back, relax, and look for children shilling these outside of a grocery store near you very soon. We'll be right back with the news. What would you do for a creepy bar? Hey. Hey, Padre. Padre. Yeah, you. Me? Yeah, you. With the collar. The funny-looking white collar. Why, yes, my son. What can I do for you? You, uh, what would you do for a Count Creepy bar? We'll sell them as a fundraiser to help kids. For the children? Well, I'd help the children in any way. Oh, good. You want to wanna buy a case of these creepy bars? There's no crack in them. There's no crack? Well, that seems rather suspicious to say. That makes me think there is crack. Listen to me, Father. I'm going to level with you. The bars are like 99.9% crack. But they got a real nice chocolatey flavor to them, and the kids are never going to know. And they're going to get a bunch of schoolwork done, okay? Well, in that case, for a creepy bar, I'd sell my soul to Satan. Good, good, okay. Got a case for you right here. Go around the corner. There's a devil waiting for you. He's going to take your soul. Uh, He uses a big needle to extract it. Uh, Takes it right out of your butt. Oh, my. Well, if it's for the children. Yes, yeah, for the children, Father. Go ahead. Get the needle in your butt. What would you do for a creepy bar? You know, I do a lot for a creepy bar, but this has me thinking. You know those, uh, the commercials back in the day of what would you do for a Klondike bar? Oh, yeah. I wish the Klondike bars tasted like shit. Oh, they're very disappointing. It's a cube of vanilla ice cream with some chocolate on the outside of it. And the chocolate is not great. No. Yeah. It's like, I really wouldn't do anything because it sucks. They always annoyed me because they're so messy to eat. Yeah, you can't pick them up and eat them. you got to put them on a plate or something, even with a spoon. It's just too much fucking work. So, no, I wouldn't do anything for your, your fucking Klondike bar. Thank you very much. I'll go get one of those, like, McDonald's Walmart ice cream bars that doesn't melt. Because <laughs> it's not real food. Yeah. See, I always, yeah, I always, like, watch those commercials and the weird, weird things that people were like, I'd, I'd drive to the mountains and leave my wife there. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go to the store and pay the overpriced price they charge for the kind of crappy ice cream bar, you freaking moron. Yeah, like, <laughs> weirdos. Um, I, I always think of the Family Guy joke. The what, 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 would you kill a man? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess so. And then you hear the gunshot. <laughs> uh, I would, <laughs> but not for Klondike Bar. <laughs> Just in general. I'll I'll let you you figure out what I'd do it for, dear listeners. Falacio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, you don't need an ice cream bar for Josh to suck your dick. Just throw that out there. He'll do it for donuts. He'll do it for, like, the bag cereal at Walmart. 
He's not picky. Uh, I was taking a sip of my coffee and I nearly <laughs> spit it. Uh, proud let's let's be real here you put your dick through a donut and that's just gonna guarantee it for me okay (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys ready for the news indeed i am so ready that my nipples are excited so lots of monday news drops i'm gonna skip mcfarland's news you'll find out why later uh, NECA has shown us Matt Hooper in a shark cage outfit because everybody wanted Matt Hooper in a shark cage. Richard Dreyfus in scuba gear. Yes. Uh, you know, like when I think of ways to spend 50 bucks, I really think of, man, I need Richard Dreyfus in scuba gear on my shelf. Yeah. I can... You know, only assume it's because regular Jaws is coming at some point. I think I, I'm probably going to get it because it's going to be perfect for uh, my Mr. Holland's porpoise diorama. <laughs> <laughs> that is our PG episode title. Thunder Punch <laughs> Penis probably isn't the best. <laughs> Mr. Holland's. Um, and in case anyone is just tuning in, because I know that's exactly how podcasts work, Thunder Punch Penis. <laughs> Other news, NECA has showed off studio shots for Brooklyn. He looks pretty cool. He's Brooklyn. His claws are a little over-expressive, but I don't really think anybody needs Brooklyn to be holding katanas or anything like that he looks like brooklyn he is the red one with the bird beak if you were curious i think he looks cool but i haven't gotten any of the other gargoyles so it's sort of up to you it comes with two heads a sword some hands some sunglasses and a piece of parchment that i'm sure is very episode specific uh some other adjacent nerd news there is a new witcher video game coming out apparently there is going to be a Godzilla vs. King Kong sequel. They're shooting it this year in Australia. I'm excited because I will watch anything Godzilla or King Kong. I hope it's more people getting eaten by monsters and less explanation of why we need to travel to the center of the earth. But Godzilla and King Kong movies have never been high art. Uh, if you missed them, me and Josh were just talking about this earlier today. They're reissuing Wave 3 of Masters of the Universe Origins figures. That is the wave with Shira, Merman, uh, Zodak, and Roboto. I missed Roboto. I just pre-ordered them. These will be coming out in the fall, so I think that's pretty cool. Now on to the news proper that I wrote down like a crazy person. 40th anniversary He-Man figure is coming out on the Origins He-Man body. It looks bizarre. The heads are the heads different color than the body. It's just your regular He-Man body with a wash on it. Um, Josh just sent me a picture of something. Also, holy crap, we'll get back to that. Um, what do you guys think about this reveal? It was the last reveal in all of their Masters Universe stuff. I think it's a big letdown. I, you know, I feel like they, if they had done it earlier in the week, 
I would have been like, okay, that's pretty cool. But for it to be like the big end cap reveal, I was very meh. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The head looks like they ripped it off of a vintage He-Man figure and then just slapped it on the new body. Yeah. Like, there's no proper scaling. It looks weird. Other He-Man reveals on the Origins body. They're calling these figures Masterverse figures. So these are the $20 price point ones that are currently just Revelations characters. But they're phasing into the wider He-Man universe. You get Battle Armor He-Man, which has a King He-Man look to it. So he's got bearded He-Man and some extra accessories. So he's not just He-Man with armor. Uh, Hero, which is straight up Hero. Animated He-Man from the new Netflix show. Awesome looking. Sunman, which some tweaks to the design of the toy in that he doesn't have a weird wing cape. Now he has like actual Hawkman wings. It looks pretty cool. Shira, just straight up Shira. Jitsu with some kind of new added features to him. He's got a mask that goes over his face now. And he's got the tunic that the 2000X design Jitsu had. This was previously packaged into the classics body as well. That you could have original jitsu style with like just regular loin cloth or this longer style that he comes with. I have a feeling this figure is going to do the same thing. Uh, they showed off Hordak. Looks great. Animated Skeletor from the new Netflix cartoon. Again, looks awesome. So good. He's probably yes. the best of the stuff that they showed off. Beastman, uh, which is like sort of trying to look like the control art red beast of this like killer bear that never got made. So it's He-Man with, not He-Man, Beast-Man with like some extra fur that you can put on his body. And he's got like a helmet and some extra spikes. He looks pretty cool. You got Catra. And that is it for the uh, Masterverse style body. Something I have to mention before I forget. Literally right before I came on the podcast, I stopped at Walmart and I picked up the new two-pack of He-Man Skeletor and the drone that's exclusive to Walmart. Great set, but now I have like a He-Man and a Skeletor that are obsolete. Because I think like the original releases just get replaced by these new two-pack versions. Don't know what I'm going to do with them. Uh, Origin style figures, you get Pighead, Digitino, and Space Sumo from the Sunman universe. Pighead is literally what you think, a guy with a pighead. Uh, Space Sumo and Digitino are a ninja and like a math guy with a claw on a stick. 2000X He-Man. This is the early 2000s reboot of He-Man. Regular He-Man body. New head, new weapons. Tila with golden armor. And uh, she comes with Zor. You've got King Randor. You've got the Rotan vehicle, which I think is really, really cool. Grizzlor, who you've seen previously in the um, He-Man convention exclusive that came with Hordak, Grizzlor, and two Horde troopers. Mantena, 2000X Skeletor, which is probably the weakest of all the reveals because the head looks weird on the new style body. Uh, to me, the 2000X Skeletor is always very skinny. Snout Spout, who is a deluxe with two heads, so you've got Control Art head and Standard head. Leech is also a deluxe with uh, changeable head and your classic suction cup hands and regular hands. Lots of changeable parts. They also, somebody found pictures online of Cobra Khan that uh josh found he hasn't been confirmed yet but it's the pictures that they found it's clearly cobra con 
Uh, NECA's Holothon is currently going on at Targets. Most Targets will be having a end cap with select exclusive figures that are going on them. Up here in Western New York, I haven't seen much beyond some Ninja Turtle exclusives and one signature series gizmo signed by Howie Mandel. But as Josh has stated, he found Fugitoid. There's Glow in the Dark Muckman. There is a four-pack of the Turtles with control art from the cartoon, so they look a little different. There's a two-pack of Toka and Razor, and there is a two-pack of Robot Bebop and Robot Rocksteady. Uh, Demona is also on this end cap. She is the on-again, off-again love interest for Goliath, and sometimes she's good, sometimes she's bad. Um, did I get that wrong, Josh? No, no. Okay. Gizmo, and there's a signed edition for 100 bucks. Some Toonie Terrors reveals, so they have better pictures of the American Werewolf in London 2-pack that comes with Jack and the Kessler Wolf. Looks very awesome. Jack, the paint looks a little weird, but it fits the aesthetic of the toy. There's better pictures of the three kids from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. They revealed that they're doing Hocus Pocus, which you can either get a three-pack of the Sanderson sisters, or you can buy them individually, and there is the zombie guy whose name I constantly forget. Um, there's a Frankenstein accessory set because the mummy accessory set apparently sold so well. This is a table, a cloth to put over Frankenstein, and a new bandaged head that you can put on Frankenstein. So if you want your Frankenstein to be covered up on a table, you can buy this accessory set. Super 7 is teasing uh, Storm Shadow. I, I, I just have to interrupt and, and, and chime in with, Buy the Frankenstein accessory set. Make sure nobody sees your figure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, Sorry, continue. <laughs> and it's useless to me without Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no. Thank you. But it's like the price of the figure. No, thank you. Uh,. Super 7 is teasing Storm Shadow for an upcoming third wave of G.I. Joe Ultimates. Super 7 loves to just show you hundreds of waves of figures, but not actually release any figures. <laughs> um, so take that with a grain of salt. They are doing Godzilla Ultimates, and out the door they have Godzilla from Godzilla vs. Biolante. And Biolante in the gigantic rose form. Biolante kind of changes form several times in the movie. It's a really cool set, but it's how bad do you like Godzilla? How much money do you want to spend? Yeah. Um, there's never been a Biolante figure like this ever, but NECA did Godzilla versus Biolante for their Godzilla figures. So it's kind of like, which one do you want more? There's less articulation than NECA, but it is gigantic. And I, I don't know. They're doing Lost Boy reaction uh, figures, and it's just Michael. No, just David. I'm sorry. So two versions of David. And the box art, they clearly didn't have the rights to do Kiefer Sutherland. So both of them, he's obscured. As a vampire, he's in the bubble upside down. As a regular Kiefer Sutherland, he's standing up. Meh. You know, take it for what it's worth. Hasbro is doing a GameStop-exclusive gender swap Power Rangers 2-pack from some sort of obscure Power Rangers episode where the Red Ranger and the Yellow Ranger switch bodies. So it's... The colors are swapped. It's like a red female ranger body and a yellow male ranger body. GameStop has been getting a lot of Power Ranger exclusives. Today I just found a cel-shaded pink ranger. 
If you're big into Power Ranger figures, it looks pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. Hasbro showed off a two-pack of Silk and Dr. Octopus. This is a previously announced Silk repaint. And this is just a re-release of the previous Dr. Octopus from Marvel Legends. Dr. Octopus is a big deal right now because of No Way Home. This is kind of their stopgap until they can give us movie Dr. Octopus, which I wouldn't expect any kind of announcement until later in the year. There is going to be the fourth figure in the X-Men cel-shaded VHS figures from Marvel Legends is going to be Jean Grey. So Jean Grey was previously hard to get. She was in a like in-between sort of lost wave of Marvel Legends. Then she came out again in a three-pack. So now you have another chance to get her with some updated articulation and proper hips. Uh, I don't know many people are Jean Grey fans. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, GameStop has the worst exclusives ever for Star Wars coming. Literally some <laughs> pre-painted troopers and some crew guys from Bespin. <laughs> like, I have no idea why they're like, yeah, we need that background guy who stands around. I mean, I I guess... I guess they're trying to do like a one for one update of the uh, vintage Bespin guards. Because there was always that one black and one white in the vintage line. Yeah, I don't care. Like, all right, fine. But yeah, that's like. Way to give us way to give us both in one really, really unexciting wave. I didn't realize people were clamoring for them and like they've had updates already. This one yeah. just has some hip articulation, like big, big fucking whoop. Um, Josh just sent me pictures of the Marvel Mech Strike Monster Hunters. These are the Marvel figures for kids that uh, have armor themes, and now they're armor monster themes. You get Thor, Captain America, Black Panther, and Doctor Doom. They look cool. They're fun to play with, but I feel like they could try harder. Yeah, Uh, but that's something we could kind of approach in another episode, much like how we approach Star Wars. I think uh, Marvel superheroes and DC superheroes are kind of like fertile ground for discussion of like, what would you do? What way would you plan? Walmart, not to be outdone with Target, has their own collector con starting later this week. Um, But unlike Target, their exclusives are impossible to get. And some of the highlights are some exclusive Lego Star Wars. There's like a trash compactor set that's coming out. Some fun codes nobody cares about. Retro carded G.I. Joes, uh, Baroness, Lady J, and maybe Destro, and maybe Gung Ho. No word if these are going to be online exclusives like the Clone Wars sets that came out that nobody found, or if these are going to be in stores. Your guess is as good as mine. And there's an exclusive Ulick Thor villain who was previously part of a uh, San Diego Comic-Con set that was all Thor-themed. He's just like this big ogre dude. Um, if you missed him, you didn't want to pay $200 for a Comic-Con set back then. Now you can get him for like 40 bucks as some sort of Walmart exclusives, I guess. Hopefully, good luck you get them. A lot of their exclusives have been online only lately. So uh, if you want them, get on that. Big bad toy if I, store. If they oh. do that that trash compactor set in person, I will uh, I will grab it if I see it. It seems fun. It's just like they're very inconsistent with like if they go to stores, what store do they go to? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can go to any Walmart and find them. They're very spotty. I, 
I've never had a good experience with Walmart exclusives. Me neither. Um, the as previously mentioned last week, there is a line called Fury, and it's like anamorphic animals. They have a croc hunter that looks very much like Leatherneck from Ninja Turtles. Now there's a big bad toy store exclusive that looks even more like Leatherneck with leather like a hat, leather head. Yeah, leather head. Sorry, Le- leather- yeah, <laughs> leather next to Joe. Uh, I don't know why, because there's already a, a Super Seven Leatherhead. It's just weird. Um, but people like spending money on that kind of stuff. Good for you. And lastly, Diamond Select for some reason has a deal with John Claude Van Damme to do John Claude Van Damme merchandise. John Claude Van Damme the lunchbox. John Claude Lane. John Claude Van Damme the flamethrower. The kids love it. Uh, they showed off some statues. I'm not going to lie. I might be tempted if I saw a John claude Van Damme figure, but I don't like how Diamond Select paints matte paint onto everything like animated turtle style because it's flaky and it looks like crap, in my opinion. I'm more of a cast the plastic in the, bo- the color of the body kind of person, not paint the plastic the color you want it because then it's just prone to like paint transfer and flaking and whatever um that's it for the news i probably forgot stuff did i forget stuff hmm. seems uh, like everything to me yeah i can't think of anything no major gi joe news uh nothing major for transformers as most of the stuff that has been spotted is still overseas i think we are Good for that. Do you guys want to hear more about creepy bars? Oh, of course. Most definitely. I want that crack. Chocolate crack. We don't hide it. We work for Jerry Lewis. It's just drugs. Like, I'm not ashamed to tell you that. So I wanted to make sure we sold them. So I put addictive narcotics inside our candy because who cares? Right? So. Sit back. Buy it. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be right back with uh, some long rants about some stuff. But enjoy us talking about creepy bars. So we'll be right back. What would you do for a creepy bar? Hey. Hey, young man. Young man that looks like the captain of a college football team. Yeah, you. You with the Ripley muscles. Yeah, what you want? Uh, what would you do for a creepy bar? Would you wrestle me in an alley? What? You like gladiator movies? Yeah, I like gladiator movies. You want to be in a gladiator movie? Would you be in one for a creepy bar? I got a video camera around the corner in the alley. Uh... This is kind of making me uncomfortable. Is this just for a candy bar? Hey, does your mother like dark side bars? What? God, you have to spit an image. I, th- I think <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> I think I need an adult. Tell your mom, Count Creepy says hi. What would you do for a creepy bar? (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, I'm just spitting. You're a spitting image. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I knew I wouldn't be able to keep going without starting to laugh. So it's just like it's done. God. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Starfish. No. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had to send it. Oh my god. Uh, I wonder what I've heard these rumors that uh Limp Biscuit makes all of their money lately going to like Eastern European countries, like they're big in Russia. Because they're I just mean, willing to go there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder if he's got like no income now. Um <laughs> so guys, your friend and mine, Todd McFarlane, has run his fucking mouth. And during an interview with the one and only Shardimus Prime, uh, a man by his very name lets you know he doesn't have, uh, like, the highest scruples when it comes to, like, reporting on toys and stuff. He's great at what he does. He's got a great YouTube channel. He's great at reviewing toys. But don't expect uh, highbrow interviews. He gets to interview Todd McFarlane. To kind of press him with a lot of subjects like, why are you guys looking to the side constantly? Uh, what's with quality control? Things like that. And he brings up a question that most collectors have. Hey, why don't you make more female characters? Pretty simple question, right? We all think about it because we like female characters in our action figures. And uh, Todd replies with, because nobody buys them. I'm paraphrasing here. And what kind of kid wants to play with female action figures? I'll tell you who. A serial killer. To which our reply is a pretty universal. Fuck you, Todd. Shut the fuck up. Now, I, I, will, I will interject to say that he, what he specifically said, because... I know a lot of people online are trying to play this off, trying to defend him and play it off as Todd was joking. But he he sets he sets it up in this like really weird fucking scenario where somehow this kid can like question his parents' generosity. Because yeah. the story he's the story he's telling is like, okay, so let's say let's say your kid a, a kid gets a, a little boy gets straight straight A's and he's been waiting waiting all year for a new toy and his parents go out and they buy him a new toy and they buy him a girl and they come home and and they say you know you've been such a good boy you've been waiting such a long time we got you this new toy because you you've been so good uh, and the kid looks at it and, and he says wow thank thank you but you know before I go to my room before I play with it let me just let me ask you a question uh do do they have Superheroes there that were were dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, they had dudes there. Did, did they have robots? Oh yeah, they had a bunch of robots. Uh, did they have monsters? Oh yeah, they had a bunch of monsters. Uh, and you got me the chick. Yeah, 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 we got you the chick. Now I'm not saying that uh, this is necessarily true, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, when the serial killer mentality starts somewhere. Yeah. I think the best response for this is 
Okay, Boomer. Yeah. And you know, I... Oh, no, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, Josh, you, you kind of heard my rant last night about this. Like, the thing that pisses me off about it is I feel like this mentality of female figures don't sell is something left over from, like, the fucking 70s. Because we all grew up with action figure lines that did have female figures. And I don't know about you guys, but I had pretty much all of them. I had the Dungeons and Dragons female figures, G.I. Joe female figures. I had the Ninja Turtle female figures. Like, who are you not selling these to? Almost every kid I knew had April O'Neil. They had the Baroness. They had Zorana. They had Lady J and Scarlet. Like, why is this? why does this myth persist that these figures don't fucking sell? And it, it, it irritates the hell out of me, especially when even in McFarlane's toys, like his his original to- toy lines, he had female figures that always sold. Like, so what the fuck is he talking about? I think he had a point to make. And there was some logic behind it. And then he just goes off on this crazy fucking rant. That's just his opinion. So he could have worded it and said, like, hey, I look at the numbers. Female figures don't sell as strong as, like, Batman is always going to be the number one seller, right? So, of course, I'm going to give you more Batman. Of course, but, even still his numbers are skewed because we know he's lying about them. We know he's right. lying about that, yeah. But, like, the diplomatic response to that question would be that, like, they just don't sell as strong but I will try to, but even that doesn't make sense because he just makes Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn. Right. And Batgirl over and over and over and over. He does not take any risks. And we know for a fact that Todd doesn't hand this off to other people. He's a lunatic and he's hands on in this crap. And he just gives you thousands and thousands of Batman toys and things. But also at the same time, his second wave has she spawned from his, his figures And the third wave has another she-spawn. He's full of shit. But also deeply offensive to the people who buy his toys. Right. Kids aren't buying those Batman figures. They're not. They're buying the Spin Masters Masters figures. He also went above and beyond to specify, and I I think this speaks volumes, uh, that it's called the boys action figure aisle for a reason. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that irritated the fuck out of me. It, 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 I, I know we're, we're I don't want to get off topic too much, but I have to share a, a, something that happened when the Nick Turtles line, uh, the, what was it, 2011 or 2012, whenever that came out, when when that line of figures were really popular, I was at Target and I was going down the action figure aisle and there was this girl who looked like she was maybe like six or seven young girl. Super excited about the not the not the party wagon, but the um, what was it called? The shell cruiser, the subway cart one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shell razor. Shell razor. Thank you. Yeah, she had she had the shell razor and she was super excited about it. She was like, Mom, I want to get this. And her mom grabbed it out of her hands, put it back on the shelf and went, that's a boy's toy. You you can't play with that and pulled her out of the aisle. I was so pissed when I saw that. It's like, what? It's a toy. Let her play with it. Like, if you didn't want to buy it, that's one thing. But don't frickin tell her that you can't have it because it's a boy's toy. And it's the same thing. I'm sure, Josh, I know you'll remember this rant on Facebook, but my son 
absolutely loved Shopkins when when he was little. The the just the little like he loved little minifigures and the Shopkins just did it for him. So it's like who cares? It's a girl's toy, whatever. It's a toy. So McDonald's had uh, you know how they always do the girls' Happy Meal and the boys' Happy Meal. Well, they had the Shopkins for the girls' Happy Meal. The woman refused to give my wife the the toy for him because she was like, oh, that's not a boy's toy. And she was like, well, that's what he wants, though, and we're getting a Happy Meal. And she's like, well, you can't have it. It's for girls. Like, she flat out refused. Like, my wife lost her mind on this woman. And it's like, why do people persist with this? It's a fucking toy. Just let your kid play with it. Let's let your kid use their imagination. Yes. <laughs> Tries and to be crazy. I, goddamn, I know more girls that played with boys' toys than they did to play with Barbies. Yeah, same. Because guess what? Barbies are boring and they suck. You know what's and, fun? Ninja Turtles. And you know what I did a lot as a kid? I played with dollhouses all the time because I always reenacted Night of the Living Dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and had, they were to scale. Yes, they, they barricaded themselves in Barbie's dream house. And they had that sweet elevator in a pool. Yep. Anyways, the point being here is there's nothing wrong with playing with girl action figures in the 90s when the the golden era of action figure collecting. Yeah. Toy Biz had female figures every single wave. And they were impossible to find. They were the ones you wanted. And I had tons of them. Same. I st- I still love like Marrow, the uh, Water War Storm. I could go on and on about all the great female figures that Phoenix with the light up hair. Yep. Oh man, that one was great. I great still figures. have I have my Blink figure somewhere around here. I love that Blink. Figure. Great figure. My, you know what? I'm thinking of it right now. My all time favorite was the little girl with the giant frog. Oh yeah yeah um. Oh, that was the Toy Biz Most Wanted, and I forget her freaking name. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love that figure, Mary too. and Stigron and Ultron. Mm-hmm. But she was just cool as hell. But guess what? Todd McFarlane says you can't play with that, and you go have to, you, you know, you got to be a manly man and jerk off on your baseballs like Todd does. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. Yeah, no, that, that I, me and Josh were talking about it last night, and, and, and it really, it, it hit home with me because I've always been such a huge Todd McFarlane fan, but a fan of his artwork, a fan of his comics. I love spawn like unconditionally. I love that comic book and this, it hurt. It hurt seeing him be such a dick. Yeah. Cause it's like, dude, I respected so much about your empire and you just lost a ton of my respect, buddy. And that really made me mad. And as he's saying it in this interview, you can see Shardimus Miss prime just be like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he he was he had the say the facial expression that I think everybody had when they watched that video. Yeah. Like, yeah. What he the looked fuck? uncomfortable. Yeah. Like oh, so irritating. I didn't dig up my dead mother and sleep in her skin because I played with girls action figures. <laughs> I dug up my dead mother and slept in her skin. Because I'm a psychopath. There's a two entirely different things, Todd. And if there, she it, was dead already. I can't kill her twice. And it's completely <laughs> related to being a horror movie fan. That's all. <laughs> yes. But no, jokes aside, 
screw you. Yeah. And another company that needs our wrath is fucking NECA. And I'm not sure if we blame NECA or if we blame Target, but there's a certain person named Canuck Collector. Oh. That, for whatever reason, feels the need to advertise NECA's holothon by appealing to us by assuming that we are bizarre man-children that live in our mother's basements. That, yep. one, that's funny. It's not. And two, that's going to make you buy our, make us buy your crap. So as we're doing this, Canuck Collector. Let's see if we can find out who he works for, because I don't think Randy would hire this guy to be like, yes, promote my products. Because it's even insulting to him. But to promote the new Necoholathon, they have a funny video of this guy in his mother's basement. His mother's yelling at him and he's like dressed up in Ninja Turtle pajamas saying like Cowabunga, where he's clearly like in his 30s. It's not funny. It's insulting. Yeah. Um, to assume that. Yeah, it's just what are both of these guys doing? Like somebody at Target clearly thought that this is a great idea and this is going to help mobilize the fans who want to buy our products. I don't know. You know, it's it's insulting. Don't do that to the people who buy your toys, especially now when money's a luxury. We don't have to buy this product that you're trying to sell us because we've got it eight times already. I don't need to buy a glow-in-the-dark muck, man. I've got regular muck, man. Mm-hmm. And now you want me to go to your store and go pick it up because you just insulted me? Like, go fuck yourself. No. I'm going to go buy Transformer instead. They don't go out of their way to make me feel bad because I want to buy their products. You know, they, they don't call me a serial killer. They don't assume that I live in my mother's basement and I sleep in onesie pajamas. I sleep naked, by the way. <laughs> Covered in cereal. That's right. You can't wake up. You can't turn into a werewolf, murder a family, and eat their breakfast if you're wearing onesie pajamas. Because it's just awkward. I'm going to sum this up real quick. NECA almost made the same mistake by insulting its fans. By saying, hey, you guys live in a basement and... You're a man children that wears pajamas and, uh, you know, you've never left the house. You have uh, arrested development and you're sad, pathetic buyer products. That's yep. not not cool. And that's a generalization. That's bullshit. So I'm glad that NECA or Target or somebody saw that and was like, you know what? This isn't cool. We need to take this down. But guess what, Todd? What you said, you can't take it away. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of toy sites have jumped on it and uh, are are sort of running with the numbers here and doing like breakdowns of yeah breakdowns of figures and how well female figures sell so yeah and i bet you that todd would jump at the chance to have a hot license like golden girls for example (laughs) you know what i mean and just print money like that but no because he's Todd McFarlane. He's a manly man. Fucking Todd. <laughs> yeah. I almost bought a Swamp Thing toy today. Then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to put money in Todd McFarlane's pocket. He can eat shit. Go fuck yeah. yourself. No, I won't lie. When I was looking at Target uh, last night, I noticed a bunch of the McFarlane stuff was the buy two, get one free. 
And there was a lot of figures that I'm like, oh, that, that yeah, I kind of want that, but no, I'm not gonna buy it. That I was, I was too pissed. It's just yep. Yeah. His uh, now all of his figures can peg warm. How about that? How about that, Todd? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you try to course correct to make too many fe- too many female characters, good luck with that because you're gonna do it wrong. You're just going to give us a wave of nothing but Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's going to be like Age of Wonder Woman. You're completely missing the point. So, well, best of luck, Todd. Josh pointed out something that I completely missed because I wasn't paying too close of attention to uh, a lot of his DC stuff. But he did the the Suicide Squad and didn't do a Ratcatcher figure. It's like you no. did the you did the team, but you didn't do Ratcatcher. Like who was a major player in the entire fucking movie. How how did that happen? Didn't even bother. Yeah. And I, I like I said, I wasn't paying attention because I'm not collecting the DC figures, so I didn't even notice. So when, when Josh pointed that out to me, I was kind of flabbergasted that that actually happened. You know what? Yep. But they're not worth your money. No. Don't buy well, them. He's, nah, I wouldn't get them anyway. <laughs> so... I'll chop this up. This is probably going to be a short episode this week, but that's fine. Guys, we love He-Man. And He-Man, Masters of the Universe Mattel, has been hitting it out of the park. Whoever is running the show for boys' action brand, Masters of the Universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever they label it with inside the company, knows what they're doing. It's very successful. And this week's news was a big example of that because they're just tons of product. All across the board, they're willing to do anything and go out of their way to get product out there that's kind of eclectic. Nothing is off limits. They're going to do She-Ra. They're going to do 2000X. They're going to do the new cartoon. They're going to do the old cartoon. Everything is available to them, and they're just having fun. So I thought, because we've been doing this all month long, let's fantasy book some Masters of the Universe stuff. On the Origins bodies, because I feel like that is our favorite of the new form factors. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Or the skews, whatever you want to call them. Uh, of which there's four currently. There's minifigures. There is the Masterverse. There is the Netflix animated bodies. And there's the Origins. And the Origins seems to kind of be the one that encompasses the most. So I thought, hey, let's each pick four characters with the rule being... Anything within He-Man is fair game, and anything that's existed on a He-Man body that can be considered a knockoff because they're willing to go get Sunman, which to me means they're willing to put the work in to get anything that existed on a He-Man body at some point. So, did you guys pick four out? I had a hard time narrowing it down to just four, but yeah. Well, you know, let's go. You always go over. Yeah. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yep. Who'd like to go first? Josh, how about you? You know, I I went probably a little bit purist with this. That's cool. Uh, and that's not because I don't have a lot of love for things like Remco or Sunman. Uh, I, I played with them just as much as Masters of the Universe. But there, there are some things that I've wanted for a long, long time uh, that this felt like the perfect opportunity. When you first gave us this homework, I was like, yep, done. 
Because right away I was just like, uh, yep, I've got four right here. And it actually works out well because it uh, it's a balance of um, two heroes, two villains. Okay. First up, I have always been annoyed that they have done pretty much everyone in the horde in classic and in the original Motu line. And they never touched Shadow Weaver. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I always wanted a Shadow Weaver. I was annoyed that they didn't even put her in Princess of Power. Mm hmm. Uh, so Shadow Weaver is my first go. I would imagine it would be basically like the evil in Tila body with a cloak and a new head. Maybe, maybe. And maybe do it in a way where, like, entice people to buy two and put the light spinner body underneath and include a swappable head. It, uh... So in the 2000X cartoon, same body as a horde witch as well. So you can make three figures in one if you wanted to. Uh... Notoriously hard to find classics figure because she was one of the subscription figures where you had to yep. subscribe for the year to. I can't remember. And it wasn't a Shira wave, but it was a wave and it was Shadow Weaver was the exclusive. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that also annoyed me. So I've, I have always wanted just a released to the shelves Shadow Weaver figure. Uh, so. Hands down, Shadow Weaver is my first pick. Next up is, again, one we got in classics, but I was always disappointed we never saw in any other form. Karg. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think Karg is the perfect weirdo Motu character. Uh, the, way, the way he talks, the way he looks, what is he? The, the point that he comes out like, and you can clearly see he's wearing, like, what is it, like, a ferret boa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there is so much odd about that character that I've always wanted to see translated into the classic Motu body style. His bio that they gave him in classics is awesome in that he becomes Shira's stalker. Oh, God, I love that. They just make him a creep. It just, it cracked me up. Uh, next up, because I'll stick with the theme here. Uh, if we're, if we're doing Karg, if we're going the movie route, there's one other character that needs to be done. And I, I, he has never been done before. I want fucking Lubick. I can't believe give, you there. Give me Lubick. Give me from Earth Detective Lubick. Make him a deluxe set and have him come with part of Gwildor's car. <laughs> uh, Give him a bucket and, of chicken. And I will just be so stupidly happy. <laughs> like it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's just. I don't know why I want such a basic character. But with like with how far and how weird Motu has been, 
they don't have any detectives. Even Transformers has a detective. So I feel like even even doing like Lubick, Eternian detective, and giving like giving him some sort of weird telescoping spyglass weapon. No, you can't do I, like, that. Because that would be Photog. Uh, okay, that's that's fair enough. But you know, give him you know, give him yeah. something detective based. Uh, Comes with well, pad and pencil. <laughs> detective Lubick, attorney in gum shoe, and like have have the sculpt be have his shoes covered in gum. I don't care. I don't like care. A, Just a handcuff launcher or something. <laughs> yeah, I give him the long arm gimmick from Cops. Yeah. Yeah, that works too. Just just give me a fucking Lubeck already. Okay? Just give him to me. That sounds um, dirty, by the way. <laughs> give me a yeah. Lubeck. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a hot Lubeck. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something from South Park. It really does. Oh, hey, did you hear what Sharon did last week? She gave Randy a hot Lubeck. Hot Lubeck? <laughs> Lucky. What's a hot Lubeck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hot Lubeck is when you shave your head bald and rub it all over the body with oil and then pop some corn on it because of the heat that's built up. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> oh. Good times. Josh, and, who is your and, final pick? And my final pick, I'm going to go... Uh, Classic, I'm going to go New Adventure Skeletor, because I have just always loved that weird techno-organic design. I love that design. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I really hope we get him in. Like, I, it seems like they're they're trying to keep He-Man and Skeletor in the refreshes, so uh, I have some hope that we might see him. Yeah, I hope we get a Disco Skeletor, too. Anyway. Yeah, um, they, they haven't really touched uh, the New Adventures yet with anything that they've announced. No, well, they don't really share a lot of body parts. Um, they were all new sculpts for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, um, they did it in classics, so I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. I, I could see them doing it in Origins or Revel or not Revelations, uh, Masterverse. I think Beyond Human and Skeletor Optic is definitely like the 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 one everybody loves. Yeah, but, uh, I didn't put them on my list because I just assumed that they would get to them. Um. Mike, you said you couldn't narrow it down, so I'll go next. Mm -hmm. I'll let you close. So I picked four characters. Right off the bat, two that I have wanted for 20 years, Tuvar and Badra. Mm -hmm. I, it drives me nuts that once they showed them as individual characters who were just as cool as Tuvar, I never understood why we didn't get like a deluxe set of Tuvar and Badra and Tuvar. Um... Hell, I'd even take a gimmick where you can, like, pop their arms off and magnetically stick them together, like the Centurions or something. Um, and we're kind of in the new cartoon, sort of teasing it. Because there is no Tubad yet, it's just Tuvar and Badra. Yep. Um, I'm sure that they would rather just give us Tubad instead of Tuvar and Badra, but come on, man. They're the best. Um, so beyond Tuvar and Badra, a... Galaxy Fighters, Galaxy Warriors character that I loved as a kid is a guy named Baltard. 
who is a generic goon with a top knot ponytail that got the mold got shopped around and repainted with an eye patch with like a luchador mask with blackface. They oh, I went. Rem- I remember free. this. And you couldn't go to a dollar store for 15 years without seeing Baltard. Um, I had him. I loved him. He was always like the guy who just gets killed. <laughs> As I love saying, like, my, he was the first to die. My brain keeps saying butthard. Or butthard. <laughs> um, I love him. I think he's just stupid. And he, he always reminds me of like Michael Berryman for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> but my big pick, the one I want really, really bad is I-Beam. So I-Beam, if you don't know, there in the 80s, there was a contest where kids got to create their own He-Man character. If they won, Mattel gave them a full scholarship to a college of their choosing when they grew up. That was the prize. Um, hilariously, though, the character who won, there was three finalists. There was Natosa, who was a net with a face. I-Beam, who is like Oculus Orbis from Madballs, but with arms and legs. Just an eyeball. And he had a spear. And the one that won was Fearless Photog. It was a guy with a camera for a head. So they really let kids design these. They weren't the most creative thing in the world. There was also Brainwave, who oh, was yeah. the, Brainwave. The, the guy with the exposed brain. And there was Compactor, who had like the screw in the middle of his body that you could like screw him down like a vice grip. Yes. Also, uh, I, I do have to chime in and, and make a slight correction. I believe the, the net character was called Netta. Yes. Because Netossa uh, is the yes, She-Ra, She-Ra character. Netta. Um, these guys exist because Mattel has gone out of their way to put them in comics to keep them in the IP. But the winner, Fearless Photog, was supposed to have a toy made, and it never happened. Thankfully, Toy Guru in the mid-2000s, when Classics was big, got back to it and finally made Fearless Photog. He had to go so far as to reclaim the IP from the guy who created it because Mattel let it expire. Um, but I always thought the cooler of the two was I-Beam, an eyeball with arms and legs. And if you're a really, yeah. really big fan, you can go on any of the 3D printing sites and somebody made a print-your-own I-Beam. So you can print one on your 3D printer if you want to make a giant eyeball with arms and legs. He-Man arms and legs, classic style. Um, those are my picks. Not that exciting. There isn't much build-up, but those were the four <laughs> to me. There's a lot of, like, generic dragon head guy, generic skull guy, but there's a lot of those already existing in He-Man. Um, so those are what I went with. Mike, what about you? I want um, a generic penis head guy. <laughs> Thunder Punch Penis. <laughs> exactly the uh the ones that i had a lot as a kid were uh the galaxy warriors yep i had a bunch of those and so right off the bat uh was it sahik i think his name is the snake man the guy with the cobra head yep yeah i freaking loved that toy it was you know after i saw dreamscape it was my boogeyman monster um, you know, I loved it as he was part of the Snake Men. I would love if they could get the Galaxy Warriors in here. Uh, followed up by Tiger Man. Oh, uh, I love that guy. He was so cool. It was like just all like neon orange with a tiger head. <laughs> um, then Dragoon, the red guy with the dragon head and the horns. Loved him really, too. 
I really I, those three are the Galaxy Warriors I played with the most. Um, and then, of course, I had to go over to uh, Remco's The Warrior Beasts and pull Skullman. I know everybody, you know, is like, ah, that's the that that was like everyone's knockoff Skeletor. But I fucking love that toy. <laughs> like, I really liked him. And it's I mean, he like, was a guy with a basic skull. How could you not love him? Right. It was like a, it was all black body with like white gloves, white boots and a, a screaming skull head with red eyes. You forgot the kick ass cape. Yeah, well, I always took my cape off, but <laughs> but I mean, it's just like it's such a, a simple design that is so much fun. It, it's the simplicity of Scareglow, you know. It's it's a skeleton, <laughs> you know. So those those are the knockoff He-Man figures that I really would love to see in Origins. But uh, one I have to mention that is an actual vintage He-Man toy that I'm desperately waiting for them to do, and I really hope they do in a deluxe version. Um, I know a lot of people don't really care about this figure, but I loved Blast Attack, and I want a oh Blast God, Attack figure. That was actually my first um, the of the classics. The first classics figure I owned was Blast Attack. Because I'm like, God, I loved that toy as a kid, and I had to get it. They need that action feature. Yes. Yeah, I, I just have Blast Attack. He's got to blow apart. And it's such... <laughs> Like such a ridiculous action feature. You stick a, a freaking cord in his back and push a plunger and he explodes. It's so weird. I loved it. It was so fun. And like, God, I'm trying to think. I never, I never had him. I, I'm going to have the new one, but I never had him as a kid. Oh, man. I did. I, I did yeah. He, he was he was like my Terminator for a while. Like he was the the robot that was unstoppable and eventually like, like he had to blow him up to stop him. So I never did the, the feature that he was supposed to have where it's like he would blow up as an attack and then reform. <laughs> this was always like how you killed him was blowing him up. You know, and it sucks that the horror troopers that are coming out don't have that feature. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. I mean, I get why they're doing it, but I always loved that in the horror trooper as a kid, blowing the Same. chest apart and putting them back together again. Um, Wait, I don't. The new ones do have that feature, though. They do. They, they do. Yeah, yeah, you hit them in the middle of the chest, and they and the the torso splits open. For real? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, let me let me find. Uh, I I will I will find the images. You guys keep going, but uh, but yeah, no. The uh, <laughs> uh, if you if you look in the center of the chest at any of the images, you can see that it's got a little indent. Oh, uh, I and thought the, that was part of the design. Yeah. No, the the torso actually splits open. This is like every year on July 11th when I find out that they're giving out free Slurpees at 7-Eleven. I'm always like, there's free Slurpees at 7-Eleven? <laughs> what? That's awesome. Who's the guy I'm, who has the tire in his chest that's from Horde? Drag uh, Store. Uh, drag Store. I was calling him Road Ripper. I loved Drag Store as well. <laughs> Another figure Man, that I've, ever... I've, oh. I want a Drag Queen figure. Dragster figure. <laughs> Oh, that would be sweet. I'm sorry. I think there's a lack of drag queen action figures. Just saying. Now, I oh, I would love a reimagining of drag store with the with the same basic concept, but it just being like a queen. <laughs> Give him the tire in his chest, but just make him fabulous. Yes. <laughs> no it's, reason not to. This probably borders on offensive, but come on. Who doesn't want a giant tire in their chest? I'm just saying. Is there one unproduced like vehicle or playset that you guys just really wish they made? 
Because the longest I, time it was the horde mummy. Oh, the yeah. rat was a rap trap or rap attack or something like that. Yeah, and they made him super seven got to him. Uh, no, I mean, like like a, a playsetter vehicle. Yeah, I can't. I have a tight tie between two. What are your What are your picks, guys? For me, the the playset that I I didn't know that this was even planned until like a couple of years ago. But the Monster Mouth Arena for New Adventures. Have you guys? Oh seen this yeah, thing? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That just looks like the coolest playset of all time. <laughs> it looks so damn cool. Where it's got the giant monster like down in the bottom, and then the uh, the arena with like the spinning, like the spinning uh, attack thing where you like you hook the guy up to the to the peg, kind of like Thunderdome, and you spin him around and attack, and whoever falls gets fed to the monster. Like that just Isn't looks it a cool sticker though. I don't know. Like the the picture I'm seeing has like tentacles and stuff sticking out of the side. So, I mean, maybe um, the main the main piece might be tentacle uh, or maybe a sticker. Yeah, I'm looking at that crazy control art. Yeah, man, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. No, I see the the picture Josh just sent of the pulling apart uh, or the falling apart horde trooper. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to need two of those. Oh, that's so cool. Good thing that they are available on and off on Target.com. I got anti-attorney He-Man, Clawful, and this beautiful, beautiful Horde Trooper. Oh, I love it. And he's got his crazy thumbs-up hand. I love the <laughs> Horde Troopers. I love Clawful, who now forever sounds like Eugene Levy in my head. <laughs> because of those eyebrows <laughs> oh god now i can't see it so mike any other unmade vehicles you think would be sweet that that's the main one that like i haven't really given it much thought beyond that but that's one of those ones that i've just like ever since i saw the the original art i'm like man <laughs> why didn't that come out that was so damn cool and there's so many like cool characters in the picture that have never had any toys and have no idea who they are yeah well that's the thing new adventures had like a whole like projected uh you know storyline that never happened because it just kind of fell flat but actually you know what let me take that back there's one other vehicle that i know i wouldn't have had as a kid that i would have absolutely loved is the gigantosaur yep because who doesn't want like a four foot brontosaurus robot? I had the T Rex, and it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but this thing, like, you could shove figures down its throat, which was kind of cool. Uh, it had that opening belly hatch with a cannon. <laughs> like, there was all sorts. Like, it was basically a hollowed out brontosaurus with a. A gaping mouth, just looking like it was ready to eat everything. I'm looking at it now. And, of course, Titus and Megator. But just the scale of this thing is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, it's huge. This this was during the the time in the 80s where, you know, everyone was just snorting coke and coming up with crazy ideas. Um, (laughs) But, like, (laughs) you know, Hasbro had already been like, ha, we're going to do an aircraft carrier. Fuck your coffee table. Um, (laughs) Really? So, and you know, Mattel was like, well, we're going to do a giant robot dinosaur. 
You know what's okay. also great? Where all these knockoff He-Man lines had castles yes. that may or may not have come out. Yep. And they're all nuts and crazy. And there was the one with the giant monster hand. I never saw that until recently. Yeah. So people do fan reproductions of that and or you can get it from like Italy. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to drop like 800 bucks, um, which I will segue into something insane that I completely forgot because it just showed up in the mail today. I spent $430 on a monster in my pocket. Whew. Because That's... I'm fucking crazy. That hurts. Um, I got the NES, original NES, pack-in exclusive Bellamy figure, which is widely considered to be one of the rarest, hardest-to-find monster-in-my-pocket figures. I can't collect every monster in my pocket because there's lots of like weird colorways that were exclusive to like Brazil weird places that like I can't get this in glow in the dark because it was exclusive to a gas station in like Belize because they were everywhere and there's all kinds of weird repaints. So I decided I need these like seven or eight guys. And the one that was the hardest to find, I started with first because I was afraid that like maybe it'll show up and I wouldn't have the money. So I should just get that and then go to the easier stuff later. And it popped up on eBay and I was the only person that bid on it and it showed up today and I'm glad I have it, but I'm the only person that's going to appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little, it's a conversation piece. I, I don't know anybody that'd be like, wow, you've got that super rare thing I never knew existed. You know? Because, <laughs> like, Monster in My Pocket is such a niche collection. Um, but to be fair, though, I think we all have a couple pieces in our collection that, like, no one is really going to care about about except for us. Like I have, you know, a phantasm poster signed by most of the surviving cast um, and, and Don Coscarelli. And like, I freaking love it, but most people are like, yeah, phantasm, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. but That's a very important piece in my collection. It's yeah. You've got to be like a very specific kind of collector to like appreciate that weird Lego thing you have. Right. Or like, hey, I've got this cereal box premium thing that I collected and it's I'm the only one that's got it and it's super cool. And like I'm looking, I'm just as we're talking, scrolling through vis- various castles that came with toys. Like Black Star had one. Oh yeah. And it's it's nuts. Good luck finding it. <laughs> I, I heard that thing shatters as well. Like yeah. apparently the plastic is that like blow mold plastic. And yeah, it's apparently like so freaking fragile that like moving it now because it, you know, over time it deteriorates and it's just it's falling apart now. Here's something a lot of people don't know exists, but they would recognize the toys if I show them to them. You guys ever heard of Golden Girl? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife has a bunch Mm -hmm. of the bootleg for She-Ra. Yep. And they're badass. Like they're really cool. She had a castle. Yeah. So like. My wife still has her, uh, I think it's Dragon Queen is her name or something. The the all black figure. She's like wearing all black with like red hair and white like kabuki face paint. Uh, she still has her displayed in the living room. <laughs> I have one that has like tribal paint. Mm-hmm. And she's a little beat up, but I I got her in like a lot of figures. And I always just thought she was cooler than any Shira character because she was like the biker bitch. Like the barbarian crazy one. <laughs> And I always thought that was cool because Shira's are always like very cute, like my power is bubbles and flowers. And 
This one's like, I'm going to rip your throat out, bitch. Buy me a beer. <laughs> uh, Josh, what about you? Do you have vehicles and playsets? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tight tie between two. It's uh, First up is the unproduced wall-hanging Masters of the Universe playset. Oh, yeah. I, I believe was meant to be uh, Avion. I don't know that they that they ever confirmed what it was supposed to be, but it definitely looks like the way they always described Avion in the in the classic line. So, and plus, you know, it was a, a hanging playset, like yeah. it was meant to hang on the wall or like off of the side of something. And man, just just that concept is cool—a a hanging playset. And I was, uh, it was something that I didn't learn about until I was an adult, but as soon as I saw, I was immediately like, man, that yeah. would have been freaking awesome. I'm still mad that I didn't buy the TMNT, uh, zipline play sets. Oh man, those looked cool. You know, I'm thinking of something and it's the obvious choice here, but you guys would agree with me when I say it, they need a redux redo of the slime pit. Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Like, and the Fright Zone. Yep. But, like, a good version of the Fright Zone, if you bring the puppet back, that's fine, but, like, let's update it a little bit. But, really, come on, the fucking slime pit. You know what I'm looking? I'm looking at just catalogs of, I found the battleramblog.com. Check it out. It's a great website. Oh, um, yeah, it really is. All this just, like, this was made or you forgot about it. We have a love of Gary, the giant dragonfly. There's a giant dragonfly He-Man vehicle I always forget about. Oh, yeah. the that uh, Oh, my God. What is it called? The Terracopter, is it? Or something like yes, that? Yes, 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 yeah. The Yes. Gary, that's just totally Gary. This little dark corner of Masters Universe. There's, like, engineering skews for Hordak. Just for, like, Hurricane Hordak. All the mechanics, if you wanted to make your own. This is such a great website. Um, well, Josh, uh, what, what other, was your other one? Yes. The other thing that's, that's tightly tied with it is I always really liked the, uh, the original concept of, uh, uh, Snake Mountain before it was Snake Mountain. Josh, because this is a paint a picture in your mind kind of thing, please describe it. This, oh, this isn't because I have no idea what you're talking about and I'm playing coy. This is for people listening who have no idea. So so before it was Snake Mountain, uh, it was originally meant to be back when the idea was still that He-Man was a barbarian. Yes. Uh, back before the story of Prince Adam was solidified, uh, they had started working on a jungle fortress playset. And it, imagine how Snake Mountain looks. Instead of like the purple and giant evil faces, it's a jungle mountain with like a boulder that can fall and a rickety little bridge and a giant snake that can attack on top of it. Yep. Uh, and it's basically proto snake mountain. It like looking at it, it's instantly recognizable. Like, wait, that's snake mountain, but it's a jungle. Uh, and the the snake the vintage snake mountain is cool because it's snake mountain but in comparison to grayskull it's very meh and i feel like the jungle could have been a really cool idea yeah you know it's kind of a shame 
that Mattel didn't reuse Masters Universe stuff like Kenner would reuse Star Wars stuff and other toy lines because you might have gotten like their Robin Hood Prince of Thieves jungle playset Congo yeah. whatever that would be just a repainted but better version of Snake Mountain much like if you're a crazy diehard Star Wars fan if you like the Ewok village there is the Kenner Robin Hood Prince of Thieves version of the Ewok village that's got extra stuff like leaves and tree parts that makes it the better of the two. Yeah. Those are all great choices, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't come as prepared because uh, you guys were like hitting it out of the park. There's lots of He-Man sh- stuff that they could kind of go back and make again. Just control art for like various characters. Uh I mean, they already did the original designs of He-Man and Skeletor in that original Comic-Con set of He-Man and Skeletor. There's a lot that they're willing to do, and I think that they should. Um, is I just hope they can keep it going longer than they you know, have planned. I have a feeling that once this movie comes out, they're going to shift focus to it, and uh, that would be a shame. But See, uh, keep it coming. I- I kind of like the format that they have set up and I feel like it lends itself really well to any new properties. Cause I mean, yeah, we have the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe uh, based on the new cartoon, but we're also going to be getting those characters in Masterverse. We're getting characters from everywhere in Masterverse, you know, and Origins is kind of starting to mix in other stuff as well with the 2000 X and all that. So it's almost like they have their skews set up where it's like, yeah, when the movie comes out, they'll probably do a like, hey, this is the movie line. But I could see them then after the movie line is done being like, hey, here are the movie figures in Origins. Here are the movie figures in Masterverse. Like they kind of set themselves up to to have this ongoing line that doesn't need to change because every character can fit the form factor of those two lines. I agree. Kind of what like Transformers has been pulling off for the last several years. Yeah. Um, kind of ingenious do you guys yeah. think that they'll do the meteorbs god i hope so <laughs> I that was something theories. as a kid i loved and it's just been like we don't talk about those yeah <laughs> i loved them because yeah, who doesn't want to wind up or what were the like there was like a warthog that was furry and it would scoot across the floor Oh, wait, no, 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 those are... Uh, that um, was Rock Lords. Yes, that was Rock Lords. The those Meteorbs are, okay. are, are Meteorbs the human. Yeah, they transformed from, like, a meteor egg into, like, some kind of animal. Which goes with Rock Hunt and Stonedar. Ah, my God, there's so many, like... Man, Mattel... This is what something I think Mattel is missing out on that they need to do now is they need to get back to making original characters. Instead yeah. of like, yes, there is tons of like OG stuff that they can work with. But like, that's going to run out. You can't live on nostalgia alone. And you got to kind of like keep making new stuff. Yes, that the like new cartoon is doing it. But you can be doing it too. If a bunch of coked up guys in the 80s can think up some of these characters, why can't you? You're telling me that there's not some kid that works in the mailroom. You can just take his riddle in a way. And he's going to come up with some of the craziest stuff you've ever seen. And see that. I mean, yeah, that's something I feel like we could fill an entire episode talking about, like, classic toy lines in the 80s and 90s versus modern toy lines and how, you know, back then we didn't always get 
the mainstay characters in the next wave. We got brand new characters. Like, if you look at G.I. Joe, for example, you know, it's like after we got Snake Eyes version two, we didn't get another Snake Eyes for like three years. You know, yeah. Every wave, they, they didn't have more Snake Eyes. It was like, yeah, Snake Eyes comes with timber. That's the Snake Eyes you get. And eventually we got, oh, look, here's like a more ninja-centric Snake Eyes with nunchucks and an Uzi. I hate you know? that ninja Snake Eyes. Oh, you mean from Ninja Force? No, the one with the knives in his chest. Oh, see, I love that one. <laughs> Snake Eyes version 3, and he comes with a long blowgun. Because it was like, I always wanted Visor Snake Eyes. Yeah. But I got into it too late. And that was the one guy that nobody ever gave up. You couldn't get your friend to trade you his snake eyes. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? But... So you had to like find it on your own or you're just stuck with like later versions of snake eyes. And I kind of like snake eyes version four, like the commando. Yeah. But it was all neon colors. I still love it. <laughs> Anyways. But no, I, I thought the knives in the chest were a little too big and crazy. But but that's I see I loved when they did it in the 25th anniversary and you could actually take the knives off the chest. Yes, um, that's much that better. was a lot of fun. But I mean, like even with the Ninja Turtles, like, you know, we didn't have Ninja Turtles in every wave of turtles. It was like we got the turtles and then we had several waves without the turtles. And then it was like, hey, we're going to throw storage shell Donatello in this one wave. And then later on, they're like, hey, that storage shell sold really well. Let's do the other three in storage shell. You know, like it was there was something about creating new characters to add to the line and turtles makes new characters right like they you've got the latest cartoon which arguably wasn't that great but they gave us like hypnopotamus yep you've got the meat sweats meat sweats the <laughs> the weird chuck e cheese robot oh alberto like, alberto <laughs> they go out of their way to like make sure that they're putting like new characters and refreshing the line yeah um E-Man has done what? Gary? Well, they have the, the new, yeah, the new character. Well, the new show. Um, I feel like they're mixing and match. Because, like, you have Tila, who is kind of like Tila and the Sorceress merged together. Like, it, it, it's, while they are characters that we know, they're at least radical redesigns of characters that we know. Yeah, but, like, um, you think that they would just literally be sitting in a room and making funny names up until they get one that sticks. Oh, yeah. You know, Boogar. <laughs> but I'm All just right. saying, like... I'm spitballing right now. I'm gorilla. Saying... <laughs> uh, gorilla with a hockey mask. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but that versus Origins, it's like... Origins is pretty much just playing on nostalgia. Whereas He-Man... Uh, the, the new He-Man line is like, hey, let's take it and make it something new. Kind of like the, the TMNT Nicktoons... Or Nick Turtles did. Um, where it was like, yeah, these are characters we know, but they're so different from the characters that we had as kids. Like, it didn't feel like we were just buying the same nostalgia. Yeah. And we know for a fact people will buy made-up characters that haven't existed before, because look at the WWE ones. Oh, absolutely. They were literally like, eh, here's a guy who's crazy, but he's on a He-Man body, and he looks cool. And that's all it took. Yep. And it's going to happen now, because you've got, like, Honky Tonk Man's coming out, who's just an Elvis Presley He-Man character. That yeah. a lot of He-Man people are just going to be like, that's an Elvis He-Man guy. I need that in my He-Man collection. Yep. New characters, go for it. But, um... Yeah. This is your monthly He-Man rant. You're welcome. <laughs> we uh, need more He-Man figures, damn it. I hope they do Fusera T as well. Oh, yeah. Which I... 
just thought of now. If you want crazy, awesome, nutso He-Man repaints, look no further than Fusera T, which will cost them nothing because it's just pre-used parts and funny colors. But uh, are you guys ready for one more joyous trip down Creepy Bar Lane? Of course. Oh, yeah. We talk about the crazy shit you would do for a cocaine-infused candy bar. Actually, it's not even cocaine. It's the cheap stuff. It's just crack. <laughs> Maybe there's some ones that we have a new flavor coming out. It's like caramello, but it's NyQuil instead of caramel. <laughs> so it's just oh, over-the-counter Robitussin in chocolate. Oh, my God. Back you right on your ass. It's delicious. So uh, sit back. We'll be right back, and we're going to do the Hall of Fame and wrap things up. What would you do for a creepy bar? Hey, you, buddy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Me? Yeah, you, come here. You want a candy bar? Well, yeah. Why the fuck you sound like Goofy? Oh, I don't know. It's just my voice. Anyway, anyway. Come here and get a candy bar. What would you do for a candy bar? This isn't just any candy bar. This is Count Creepy Head candy bar. It's special. It's full of crack. Oh, well, I sure like crack in my candy. Well, what would I have to do for it? You ever get a hand job to a guy with no arms? No. You want to? Because uh, these arms I got on here, they're fake. You got flake arms? Well, I don't understand. Just jerk me off and I'll give you the candy bar, okay? Well, okay. What would you do for a creepy bar? That got dark. <laughs> <laughs> really, really dark, Josh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I'm beyond the point of thinking that kids should listen to the podcast like that. That ship has just sailed so far away. Oh, yeah. It, it's a Tolkien joke. It's gone to the Golden Lands or wherever the fuck Gandalf <laughs> came from. Uh, that special place where <laughs> Goofy gives a hand job to a guy with no arms. <laughs> uh, quick question. We, we, we don't we don't actually know if he has no arms. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just been yeah, saying that. Is Goofy a dog or a cow to you guys? Or is he some sort of weird only exists in Disney kind of creature? I oh I think he's a dog. Yeah, I always thought he was a dog. Yeah, I think he's a dog that's in love with a cow. Uh in uh Maribel. Anyways, to be that's fair, just because I've watched a lot of Disney with my daughter. So to be fair, dogs often fall in love with people's shins, so you know. Yeah. Uh, Goofy's very progressive. You know, he can love another species. It's okay. Just saying. And if Goofy said, like, hey, I'm I'm having sex with this cow now, I'd just be like, it's okay, man. I don't kink shame. You do you. You Have do fun. Think, Goofy. <laughs> and, I'd um, have, personally, I'd have him arrested for bestiality. Weird fucker. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... Um, Joe Bablazo does a hilarious character in the second episode of um, Heretic Party that I won't spoil it, but I, I was crying laughing. 
where he is the like a deformed kinky angel. And uh, <laughs> I was just cracking up to no end. I got a lot of uh, big mouth vibes from it, but it was just really fucking funny. Uh, well, see, this this just instantly makes me think of the, the wonderful classic joke of. So Mickey Mouse is sitting with a divorce lawyer. The divorce lawyer says, let me get this right. You want to divorce Mickey because she's, quote, weird? Ha <laughs> No, I want to divorce her because I said she's fucking goofy. Ha <laughs> 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 Josh, you must be the best at bars. oh i i wish i could say yes but i've never been much of a drinker but i could just picture like you know you walk into a crowded room and josh is sitting around a table with a bunch of bikers and you get just the punchline every time like so it says wrecked them damn near killed them (laughs) and like i don't know why every time i hear that i just i want to roll around Uh, yeah, I can just picture walking in like, no, I said she was fucking goofy. That just cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> okay, guys, Hall of Fame. So the Crayola Monster Plates won. Uh, clean sweep. You guys didn't get many votes, unfortunately. And Those were some damn strong monster plates. They were. Uh, I proposed that we do an all He-Man week. Are you guys down? Yes. Only rule is they couldn't have won in the past, and I think our only Masters Universe winner is Skeletor. Oh, I thought Mosquitoor won. Oh, yeah, wait. No, we have Skeletor. was our biggest margin ever. Mosquitoor. Oh, we did another one. It was all He-Man, and I think Stinkor won or Mossman? Shit. Hmm. Eh, whatever. I'd look it up, but I'm lazy. Um... I hope you guys have different picks, because <laughs> I do. Are you guys ready? Yes. I'm ready. Because I won, I'll go first, and I choose you, Mantena. The weird, the room. <laughs> four-legged, eyeball-bugging, creepy son of a bitch that works for Hordak. He's so fucking weird, and I love him. Yeah, I can't wait for the new one. Uh, I love the way he's got that weird little fucked up blowjob mouse. <laughs> I love that they gave him the four legs separately. I think that needs to be Mantena. Yeah. Going yes. forward. Uh, Josh, you got a pick? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna confer with you guys first though, because I have two potential picks. Are can we count Modulock? Why can't we count Modulok? Wait, because I didn't Modulok win once. Shit, because I did. I did vote for Modulok one time. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like Modulok beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm going Leech. All right, that's a great pick. I I just love how you know sticking again sticking with that like weird blowjob mouth theme. (laughs) Well. I, I I can't I I have to break the theme because I can't think of another character that has that. But uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll make your character fit the theme. <laughs> well, don't worry, he's he's plenty kinky. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna go with too bad. 
Very oh, creepy. yeah, no, no, he totally fits the theme because he can get the dick and balls at once. Yeah. Well, I was thinking he could, you know, play the rusty trombone easily. <laughs> yeah, he's got that weird little blowjob mouth. <laughs> but yeah, so too bad. If, I always thought it was weird how he could punch each other in the face. I love that feature. <laughs> and I love it, like, no matter how many times I did it, the paint never chipped on my too bad. Yep. Very, very weird. All right, while we're on the subject, let me look up, search up. Maju. Okay. Lots of, like, me searching for stuff on the internet this week. Maju luck. Well, you're looking that up. I'm going to look up. Too bad gives a rusty trombone. <laughs> Is it? I mean, it's rule 34. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Is it gay uh, if the one side jerks off the other side? Or do they have one penis? Those are two dicks. <laughs> These is are important it, questions. Or is it one dick with two colors? I don't know. Or is the dick a different color than the balls? Is it a, like, is it split down the middle? Is it like half purple, half blue? <laughs> what He's about got two his, different colored legs. What about his sphincter? <laughs> <laughs> it's right down the center. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like Maju like one, but I'd have to sit here and like dig through the Facebook. It's not like right, I'm, I'm I'm happy I'm happy with Leech. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with the I'm I'm happy with the 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 figure that can give you a hickey. <laughs> Permanently stuck to my bathtub wall all the time as a kid. I love Leech. Just saying, he's Great awesome. Figure. And I don't know if the new figure has the feature, but I hope it does. It looks like it's just a basic suction cup. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's cool, though. Um, I mean, I guess it's probably good they aren't giving us the ability to make, you know, 45-year-old neck beards give themselves hickeys. <laughs> what was that? But hey, I can finally prove that I have a girlfriend again. I lost my old... <laughs> the sucking feature doesn't work on my old Modulock. Uh, just aren't strong enough these days, you know. <laughs> I can I can just hear the retro blasting rant now. What's the point of a leech figure if it can't suck your dick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing makes me happy anymore. I can't laugh about anything. <laughs> He's such a dick. Uh, Again, oh. another great title we can't use. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what about the multicolored starfish of Too Bad? Wow. What, what did I have for tentative title? Give me a hot Lubick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't wasn't there what Mr. Holland's porpoise? Oh yeah, Mr. Holland's porpoise. <laughs> what, what? Let's vote. What do you guys think? We have two to pick from. Mr. Holland's Porpoise or Give Me a Hot Lubick. <laughs> kind of like Give Me a Hot Lubick. I was going to say me Give too. Me a Hot Lubick fits the, fits the show a lot better. Now, now before we before we get into the end game here, let me just throw out a concept for you. Okay. Thunder Dick He-Man. Yeah. 
he's got the same cap system as Thunder Punch He-Man. Except the cap goes off when you press a little button and he does a little hip thrust. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just yes. <laughs> What's even better is because because we all know how those old caps work. You know there's going to be that little puff of smoke coming off them at the end. So they have to figure out a way to make sure that the cap mechanic is right in the crotch. So there's a little puff of smoke coming out at the end. <laughs> oh, and I know we can all picture it, too. <laughs> oh, it's all kinds of wrong in the best way. I'm, just, oh God, I'm picturing how horrible his hips would be because he wouldn't have, he'd have to have T hips to accommodate the mechanic of. <laughs> and it would start after a while, it would start to get that black gummy buildup from, from firing the caps. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh why is my He-Man's crotch all gummy? <laughs> oh, good times. Josh, not on the podcast. <laughs> right, this has been a, another weird ass episode of the <laughs> podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We're back to our standard two and a half hours of weird rambly shit. <laughs> As always, to the seven or eight people who listen to us every week, I appreciate your patronage. You guys are the best. And for the people who binge the show like twice a year, you're awesome, too. Indeed. So we love you. We'll be back next week with stuff where we'll really want to hate the Canuck curator, uh, Canuck curator collector, yes. cocksucker, whatever, and <laughs> not be able to find him on the internet because he's hiding in shame. Indeed. See As you guys next week. This is Mike saying, give me a hot Lubick. I can pop popcorn <laughs> on my head. And how. Uh, I'm going to give too bad a rusty trombone myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. creepy.com on the world wide web must i say it again did you not listen count creepy c o u n t k r e e p y ah